You're listening to the Missouri Realtors Podcast with host and Missouri Realtors President, John Mayfield. Join us as we deliver an in-depth analysis of industry news while speaking with industry experts on their successes and failures. Along the way, we'll also share strategies and practices to help you become a more successful realtor. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. My name is John Mayfield, the Missouri Realtors 2022 president. And I thought it would be really cool on this episode to talk to a few of our members around the state, specifically some members I know who have not been licensed very long, but they are just knocking it out of the park doing some great things. And what I really love about the folks that are on this podcast is that they're also very involved with the association, not only on a local level, but some of these folks on a state and going to national meetings. And our first guest is my good friend from Poplar Bluff, Todd Hinson. Todd, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. Yeah, so Todd and I am just... He did a quick video for me a long time ago, and I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to promote uh, other businesses, but I actually knew Todd passed his real estate exam, and I said, hey, I want to do a quick video with you, and and so we did this great video, and then lo and behold, the next thing I know, Todd shows up at a state meeting, and I thought, well, that's pretty cool, and then I see Todd at more meetings, and I see Todd at uh, one of my listings, which was kind of cool because I was holding it open for agents. And then I saw Todd with the Leadership Academy and at the national meetings. And Todd, you've really gotten involved with the realtors. So way to go. And I want to ask you a couple of questions about that. But first, I just want you to tell us what it was like starting as a real estate professional. And, you know, what did you have to do to kind of get your business up and going? Yeah, uh, when I first started into realty, I actually did a, uh, I got into real estate kind of backwards. I did it on accident, sort of to speak. So I had a mowing business for a number of years, and I would always listen to different real estate podcasts, kind of like this one, uh, real estate books and stuff like that. So I found myself uh, becoming educated uh, and wanted to become a real estate investor. And then on one of the podcasts, somebody said the best way to become a a competent investor is to learn the real estate side of stuff as far as the transactions. And the best way to do that is get your real estate license and get repetition involved in that. So I thought that was pretty interesting uh, take on it. So I went to take my real estate uh, courses and license and stuff and, you know, passed pretty quick with a good program and luckily got involved pretty fast and had a base of knowledge already uh, baked in before I even started you know, listing and selling houses and helping people. That That is really cool. And thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, you mentioned about podcasts. That is really a great way for people to learn and grow like we hope they're growing through listening to the Missouri Realtors podcast. But I was just listening to a podcast, Todd, 20 minutes ago before I got into my house. And um, the guy was just talking about thinking big and, and, you know, doing big things. And it's kind of interesting. The podcast was recorded in 2012 when the real estate market was a little bit down. And, and, um, he, the, the gentleman that was interviewing him asked him, what, what can people in real estate do right now? 
with this market the way it is. And, and he just said that. He said, you need to do this and you need to do that. And I thought that was interesting what you said. You were listening to a podcast and it motivated you to do something. I was just listening to a podcast and and it motivated me to set my goals bigger and to, to get more accomplished. So uh, first lesson we can take away from you, and I totally agree, is you got to educate yourself and get out there. Listen, you know, you could have been listening to music or anything else, but you chose to invest in yourself. And I think that's really cool. So that leads me to my next question. So you get your real estate license and you and and you're doing quite well as a real estate professional. But what made you say, you know, I ought to get involved with the local Three Rivers Association of Realtors? Uh, a common phrase, uh, I learned this in the Leadership Academy and when we were going around the room asking each other, how did you get involved in Leadership Academy? So it's a similar question, but a lot of the response was, I was voluntold to be here. Um, I'm actually the, the president of the Three Rivers Board of Realtors right now down here in Southeast Missouri. And uh, our AE, Lori, uh, she's a great AE, one of the best, as everybody Very has good. Say yes, she is. But uh, she said, hey, you know, we're in a smaller board. We have less participation than most of these larger boards. Um, so she just said, hey, we're looking for more people to get involved. And I think you'd be great at this. You're already, you're already doing a lot of things. You're already starting to grow. Um, you show up to all the local meetings, which are, you know, they provide a lunch and education and stuff like that. So that we try to get our members involved down here in that way and then provide, you know, useful topics for us to discuss and I started to attend those and she said hey you're showing up to meetings like this like you said you see me at places and just showing up and being noticed uh, people in positions of power and appointment start to notice that and they want you to become involved so yeah just showing up and somebody encouraging me saying hey I see a bright future for you in this career why don't you uh, take that next next step further and see what you can do to help the other people coming up after you. So I took that and uh, I just been running with it. And like you said, uh, it started at local meetings and then it started going to state meetings. And you said, you've seen me here. I've gone to national meetings and it's just, uh, you know, step after step. And just people in this industry are extremely encouraging and to helping other realtors develop one another. So a lot of my involvement comes directly from other people just asking me to get involved. And it's hard to say no when you're growing from it. I totally agree. And it's kind of like for me, and I don't know about you, but it's kind of like when I go to state meetings, I'm around all of these people. And it's like I'm around other coaches and mentors who are encouraging me and sharing what they're doing for that's for successful. Plus, I'm learning about new topics. And um, I just think it it's a win-win. I, in fact, there have been times, Todd, and I don't know about you, when I've had to tell a client, I'm sorry, I'm going to be out of town at our state meetings. I think they like the fact that I'm involved in trying to stay on top of the issues. And so very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Well, we want to keep these kind of short because we've got a couple of other folks that are going to come on. But I want to ask each one of our guests if there's one piece of advice you could give to another member on how that's helped you grow your real estate career, what would you, what would you give us? What is, what advice would you have? Uh, one of the huge pieces of advice that I always give people is to learn from your peers. 
Uh, we have several very professional, very intelligent realtors in our local board that, you know, uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery. So uh, choose those people. Uh, like you are one of my mentors, John, and so are some other people well, in our you. area and across the state. So choose the people in which you're emulating very carefully. And uh, you don't have to reinvent the wheel on this job. You just have to do what is right all the time and make sure you're following those people that are doing doing this career uh, justice. Very, very good. In fact, you know, I mentioned I was listening to the podcast earlier, uh, and that was one of his pieces of advice is hang around with the people that are making things happen and get rid of the friends that are not making things happen. And I thought, yeah. that's pretty good. So, and uh, so, well, Todd, thank you so much. He... Um, has been just a great member to Missouri Realtors. And you got your license in what year? Just so folks will know, was it 20? uh, Yeah, I got my real estate license in 2018. And I just got my brokerage license last year in uh, 2021. Great. And investing and doing lots of good things. So 2018. And already the board president for Three Rivers Association, which is really cool. It's going to the national meetings. He and I had a nice visit in San Diego on the last night and just kind of visited about some various real estate topics and what was working. So um, thank you, Todd. Really appreciate your time and your friendship and your kind words. And, And I don't want our audience to go anywhere because we have another special guest coming up next. Okay, our second guest is a gentleman that I've come to know and appreciate over the the last year or so. He's from the Lake of the Ozarks area. His name is Billy Bolden, and he is a broker owner of of a company there at the lake. So, Billy, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Very much my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Now, you are president-elect for Lake of the Ozarks this year. Is that correct? Correct. I'm the vice president. I'll be the president next year. Great. So walk us through, like, how did you get involved with the association and what would you tell others as far as the need to uh, get involved and and just kind of walk us through that whole process? Certainly. Well, believe it or not, I haven't been an agent that long compared to many brokers and office owners. It's been a little bit of a whirlwind. Um, I had come from a career path that I I just wasn't happy with, moved to the lake to kind of get away from that, and needed to do something. So um, my agent that helped us buy our home asked me if I was interested in real estate, and after talking to her and learning a bit, um, it really intrigued me. So I became an agent February 1st of 18. Um, actually bought the office um, January of 19. Um, started adding agents because I realized there were more people that needed my help or, you know, than I could possibly get to. Um, and of course, the broker I bought the office from agreed to stay on until I could become the designated broker, which happened February 1st of 20. Um, and as I was growing and getting more involved, um, so in 20, I 
joined our board of directors for our local MLS. And in 19, I was on our MLS committee. Um, and as I went to the functions and I got involved, I realized that being a realtor isn't, it's a definitely not a job. It's, I wouldn't even call it a career as much as I would call it more like a calling. Um, we do so much for our communities, our local businesses, not just for our clients and our customers. And I realized that if I was going to do this, I needed to become a real professional. I needed to learn more. I needed to associate with people who had the experience, the knowledge, and the skill that I wanted to acquire. And that's how I got involved, actually, in our local board of directors. And then they convinced me to start going to the event. So my first conference was November last year, national there in San Diego. What a mind blowing experience. I, there I met and realized um, how significant, I mean, what a huge impact that realtors have um, and can have. And so when I came back, I committed myself to start getting involved with um, our local state um, association of realtors. Mm -hmm. um, and I just met some truly amazing people. I got to know Bobby Howe. I got to meet you. And I've met so many others that I looked up to and felt that I wanted to become more like them. Um, and I just, over this whole process, I just fell in love with being a realtor. It allows me to, in my daily life, be on purpose. I get to go out and create value for people wherever I go. And the truth is, it's incredibly rewarding. And I'm not just talking financially. Of course, the financial rewards are, are, are good too, but it's so rewarding to help people win. I mean, from my perspective, I get paid to help people win. Right. You know, you sit down in a closing room and you help um, a young family buy their first home, whether or a young individual, or you help an investor buy their first investment property or cash out their 200th, or you help um, someone sell a property that perhaps their parents can no longer take care of or aren't around for. It's obviously a different situation and requires different sensitivities. But either way, in the end, I come away from the, those successful conclusions feeling really good about what my services have been able to do for other people. And then on top of it, and something that I've learned over the last several years is, and I tell this to people all the time, I'm not in real estate. I am in the relationship business. And real estate, being a realtor, that's my toolbox. That's my vehicle to doing what I love to do. Um, it's just, it's been an awful lot of fun. It's been, you know, it requires commitment and discipline and, and the willingness to learn, but it's so rewarding. I just love it. Great. And, you know, you bring something up that I think is so true. And I kind of hit me years ago when I, I, I got my license at the age of 18 in 1978. And I remember going to my fifth year class reunion. And I don't want to say I was embarrassed. I mean, I was like you. I loved being a realtor and I loved being in the relationship business. And 
I thought I had this really cool job, but you know, you're going to your fifth year class reunion and I'm thinking, what are my, what are my peers going to say? And Billy, I had this one girl in my class who came up to me and she said, um, at least you have a career, you have a profession you're in. And when she said that to me, I thought, wow, people really do look up to us and we do handle some of the biggest decisions many people make and help people, just as you said, who are having to make decisions for family members and others. And so very interesting. Well, I I love how you fast-tracked to becoming a broker. And that's another cool thing about having your real estate license is you don't have to be a salesperson your whole life. Now, in Missouri, you do have to have two years of experience, and you alluded to that. But have you seen a change or what, you know, from being a salesperson to a broker, what was the biggest eye-opening experience for you in, in that realm? Um, you know, the way I, it's changed everything. It's changed the way I see the world. It's the way I, it's changed the way I view other agents. It's changed the way I perceive our responsibilities to the buying and selling public. Um, and I stretch it to even further. I know that our code of ethics talks about protecting the rights of the buying and selling public. However, I believe that the value we bring to the marketplace and the responsibilities we have go much further than that. We have a distinct responsibility to our local business owners, our local economies, our local communities. Mm -hmm. It's our responsibility to look out for their best interests and to create value wherever we go. When I talk to uh, people who are thinking seriously about becoming realtors um, or talking to agents to see if they're a good fit for my office, one of the things that I discuss with them is if you're a realtor and you do not have a social life, you're doing it wrong. Because as a realtor, not only are you the biggest billboard of your business, meaning whoever you are and what the people you meet day in and day out see and believe about you because of those interactions, that reflect, reflects directly not just on you and whether they would want to do business with you, but on our whole industry, the service that we bring to the public. And, and sadly, some of the battles that we as realtors across the country and in society right now are facing about the validity of our services are caused probably by those individuals who have forgotten how important our role is in society. I mean, we are one of the, the primary vertebrae, if you will, in the backbone of the economy of our country and in our local communities. Um, I think it was something from NAR that said, you know, Every home that is sold will bring over the next year 50 to $60,000 of money into that local economy. And that is so incredibly important. And if you think about it, how often do you know someone who buys a home and within six months they're buying a car or they're doing a new kitchen or they're doing a new roof or their major landscaping, all of these things which provide income to local skilled labor and, and business owners and things like that, 
if you look at economics, small business is the backbone of the American economy, period. And we are small business people. An agent has a business of their own, whether they're an individual broker or whether they're an agent with their license under a broker, they have their own business. Um, and because of that, we drive traffic to other businesses in our communities. And it just, no matter how I look at it, I have come to realize that we are a key element um, of the total, the big picture right. of our communities. We connect people, we drive business, um, and we can do a lot of damage if we don't respect that too. Very, very interesting. Well, Billy, thank you so much for joining us. I have one last question, and you kind of touched on this. I think for new agents, they need to build relationships. And they, uh, I love what you said about, uh, you know, if you're not involved in social, uh, social outward groups or visiting, you need to do that. You also talked, I think, about the need to get involved with your local and state association. And yes, by all means, go to the national meetings. It, it is mind-boggling when you go there. I actually got my first book deal by going to my first national meeting and meeting a publisher there and pitching a book idea. But I want to ask you one last question regarding brokers who might be listening to the podcast. You were a salesperson. I'm sure you were probably thinking, if I ever bought a brokerage, I think I would want to do this to make sure my salespeople, uh, you know, appreciate or engaged. What are, what, what advice would you give to brokers that, you know, some of us are in the business so long, we kind of, uh, we have these blinders on and we fail to remember there might be some little tidbit of information that you could share that would be helpful for a broker to be mindful to do on a daily basis. Anything you could think of or would like to share there? Absolutely. Learn every day. I mean, that's that's really the key of being a broker. It's physically impossible um, Norma, who I bought this office from, is now 85. She's still an active agent. She's She didn't start until she was, oh, 60-something. And she's obviously doing very well financially. She has many choices in her life. And she chooses to stay active because she loves doing it. But the thing is... You have to learn every day, even after 30 years of doing it, she says, I still learn something every single transaction. When I work with my agents and even other brokers and we face some of the challenges that we face daily with every, with every transaction, there's an opportunity to learn, to get a little bit better. And part of our responsibility as brokers, not just to our agents and not just to our communities and that, but basically to the buying and selling public is to make sure that we know how to do things the right way. And the only way to do that is to learn every single day. Uh, and, and it keeps us young and it keeps me excited because with every new thing I learn, I feel that much better prepared to be able to help someone through the next challenge that comes up during a transaction. That's great advice. And I can vouch for uh, Billy because I just taught a CE class at his board 
And let me tell you what, you are engaged and you're, you're knowledgeable and you, for someone who's been in the real estate business for such a short time, I was very impressed at the information that you shared and the questions you ask. And of course, just listening to you on the podcast today. So great advice, be sure and learn. And you know what salespeople, you, um, I, I challenge you read an article every day about building your real estate career. There's plenty of information out at nar.realtor. There are other sites and resources, but uh, I love that, Billy. Thank you for sharing that. Learn. It's been my pleasure. Well, great. Thank you again for inviting me. You're welcome. And thank you so much. And we'll have Billy's contact information down in the show notes. He's at Lake of the Ozarks. And if you have not come to one of our state meetings, do so. He will probably more than likely be there. So, and if you be there for fall conference. Great. All right. Thanks, (laughs) Billy. I appreciate it. Take care. We'll see. Uh Bye. And I don't want our audience to go anywhere because we have another special guest coming up next. Well, I'm very excited to introduce our next guest. Her name is Kayla Johnson. And she, uh, first of all, she sang the national anthem at my most recent business conference and just knocked it right out of the park. She's got a great voice, but she also got her real estate license actually in 2018, but really started full-time in 2020. But she has been so involved with Missouri Realtors and on her local level and just doing some great things. I know you're very active with uh, YPN. I'll let you talk about that. But thank you, Kayla, for joining us. No problem. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. And I'm excited to talk about my my real estate journey. Yeah. It's not often I'm asked about it. Well, actually, I feel like most recently is now like the fifth time. So I must be doing something right or something wrong. Yeah, no, you're doing a lot of things right. So, uh, and by the way, she has a brand new baby boy at home. Uh, How old is your baby now? So Elliot is, oh my goodness, I can't do the math in weeks. I don't know how people do that. Um, three months. <laughs> three months. She did bring him to uh, the recent conference we had, and actually he was over on the side when she sang this, the uh, national anthem. So I only give you that disclaimer that he is, he's awake looking at her, but if we hear a baby <laughs> crying in the background, that's why. But we'll, t- we'll talk to us. So tell me a little bit and the rest of our listeners what made you get into real estate? What was, uh, what kind of pulled you in that direction? So there was a couple things, but I think my most, the most iconic story of it all, um, I had started taking the classes and I put them on the back burner and I put them on the back burner because my dad at the time had a heart attack and he's fine. He's amazing. You, I'm sure people have seen him around. He's came to one of the, the business conferences because my dad wants to be involved in everything. And I finally told him, I was like, I got to choose a new career path. And he's like, well, you can sell cars. He, he's like, you could sell cars. I was like, I don't want to sell cars. Like that, that just sounds like sleazy. And that's like the stigma of being a used car salesperson, but they're sleazy, right? And he's like, well, you could sell houses. He goes, oh, baby, you could sell houses. And I was, <laughs> I just cracked up and I was like, 
yeah, I haven't been taking my classes, Dad. I haven't been um, sticking with it. He was like, why? I was like, because I've been taking care of you. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, you need to go ahead and finish that. He goes, you'd be a great real estate agent. And I guess they say the rest is history. Yeah, um, there you he, go. He posted a few open houses with me. So at some point, I should probably talk him into getting a real estate Yeah, license. that's right. He could be <laughs> on your team. Now, you have a license both in Illinois and Missouri. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, since everybody's going to end up hearing this, I haven't made like my formal announcement. I've been dropping little hints and breadcrumbs. But yes, I'm finally licensed in Illinois. For anybody who knows me, I grew up on the other side of the river um on the illinois side so this has been a long time coming and i'm very excited about it just to help my family and uh, most importantly help like my aging family all my grandparents right yeah so i'm get to help them start estate planning you know Right. Well, that's great. Well, one of the questions I've been asking all of the participants, because I wanted to do a podcast, and actually we're going to grow this into two podcasts, but um, because we have six different uh, members who are recently licensed and doing very well with their real estate careers, but you also got involved with the association. Talk to us about why Why did you get involved with the local or state association, and how has, has that helped you in your real estate journey? So, just like anybody's career, my reasoning or my why has evolved over the years. So, at the beginning of being licensed, um, I want to be a part of YPN, you know, the Young Professionals Network, because when I got licensed, I was 23. Um, when I started the classes, I was 22, so young professional, like, obviously <laughs> seemed to, to fit the bill for me. But most recently, my why changed in 2020. So imagine being in a room where you feel like the outsider, and everybody in their life has had that moment when you just felt like you didn't fit in or didn't know who to sit with, who to talk to. Makes me think of like the lunchroom in high school. Mm -hmm. And I walked into the 2020 business conference um, in St. Charles and the Maristar. And I looked for realtors who looked like me. I looked for realtors of, of color, of the black realtors in the room. And it was just a shocking and eye-opening experience for me when I counted there's only about maybe eight or ten of us at opening session. And I was like, wait, where is everybody? Where are all these filters of color that I know and I've seen in the community out selling and helping and buying and they weren't there? And I was I was like stunned. I like, do they not participate? Are they not involved? What happened? Are they not invited? And I just put my head down. I was like, no. I'm going to change that. I want to know why. And the only way to know why is to get involved. And because of that, all of 2020, I every time an application came up or, you know, applications are not open for committees, I applied, applied, applied for everything. Mainly because at the time I wanted to 
make a difference, but then it grew to me wanting to be a leader showing other black realtors, like, hey, I did it. Right. It can be done. Why aren't we doing this? Let's do this. It's grown into a, a passion that I didn't expect, but now here we are, and I now can't say no to anything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And that is an interesting, you know, that is an interesting observation, and it's one that I've always um, wished that we had more participation mm-hmm. um, because. A good example is I go to our Missouri real estate educators meeting. The real estate commission has a meeting once a year mm-hmm. and, and Kayla, there will be maybe one or two people of color who will attend. And, but yet when I go to the RIA, which is the real estate educators association, which is all real estate instructors, there's a very big, vibrant group. And some of my best friends are there and so I'm glad that you're taking that initiative to encourage because I've seen you do that and reach out to encourage and get more involvement. And that was one of the reasons for this podcast is I wanted people to know that as new agents, you can get involved with the, the local or state or national, and it can make a difference in your in your business. And it can also help you with networking and just learning how to how to, to to move forward. So, well, thank you for sharing that. What uh, what has been helpful for you? Because you're selling a lot of real estate. I mean, I see you on social media, and <laughs> and uh, so you're promoting, you know, yourself. And but what's been helpful for you that you would recommend to those listening who are new licensees or maybe agents who are like, gosh, I gotta do something different to get my real estate career back on track. What's worked for you that you could share? I will say um, educating and not just educating is like a way of showing another accolade. I know recently I was telling everybody I had got my accredited buyer's representative uh, designation. And although that was content for social media, but it also showed like the consumers around me, hey, I care about my education, about helping you in your transaction. I know what I'm doing. But um, for the newer, uh, the new realtor, having education will keep you in this business. You have to know what you're doing. You can't just, <laughs> you right. can't just post a pretty picture on Instagram and say, hey, I sell houses. No, you have to be able to educate them on how you sold that house, what happened. And especially now with everybody <laughs> saying or planning and planning on this inevitable downturn, which, oh my goodness, I, I see so much misinformation about that. And it's been a value to tell the people around me when I see posts like that on my Facebook, like, hey, no, that's wrong. This is wrong. Let me explain to you why. And then later I get a message like, hey, you said the right thing. You know what you're talking about. I was on the fence. Now I want to buy a house. Okay, great. Yeah, good. <laughs> that's great. And education is so critical. I think that's the one item that helped me too, especially you and I have a lot in common because we, we both got our license when we were younger. Um, you dress very professional, and I appreciate that. I, I do too, or, and I always did when I was younger. And I think there's just certain things that – have helped both of us along our journeys, but education was one that 
it just gave me more confidence to talk to people. And yes. once I could build that confidence, that, that helped me up. Well, um, just to kind of you know, you're in leadership. Uh, you're in the Leadership Academy this year. You're also. I mean, you're in class. Yeah. I'm in that's right. <laughs> the best class yet. We're going to. Uh, so, but um, also wanted to mention you're involved with the WCR and the YPN. And then you're also a federal political coordinator. So you've really just jumped in there. And I, I want to say thank you and commend you for all of that. Oh, thank you. Um, it's It goes back to my whole, I, I don't tell anybody no, but also in the process of not saying no, seeing the vision or helping the vision or help an organization grow to the potential I think it has. Even if I'm just there for a glimpse, helping them down the road. That's right. It's actually very fulfilling. Very good. Well, anything you want to close with or mention that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Um, my only other thing I'd add for like newer agents, really lean into that realtor brand and knowing your value and telling other, telling your people, your sphere, your best friends, your family, your church members, what your value is, because they don't know until you tell them. That's right. Great advice. Thank you so much. Well, no problem. Yeah, Kayla, thank you. It's been a pleasure. We appreciate your time, and uh, we'll let you uh, get back to your real estate duties as well as your mom duties with, with, <laughs> with your little boy. But thank you so much. No problem. Thanks so much, Don. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.